Walking has been shown to increase the levels of dopamine in our bodies. And you know what else does that? Playing games. So what if we gamify our walks? Will that enable us to double the dopamine? Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, Eric and I dig into different ways to gamify your walk and hopefully thereby double your dopamine. So let's have some fun today. Lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. I'm going to tell you about my dad's golf ball hunting days. I think so. Tell me again. So when my parents first moved to Florida, they were living in a house that abutted a golf course or a community that abutted a golf course. And he used Isn't to... that like every community in Florida? Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, and he used to take his bicycle out and he would go golf ball hunting. So the golf balls that he would find in his community had come over the fence from the neighboring golf course. So he wasn't stealing other people's golf balls, but he would collect them and he collected buckets full over the years. And he would really keep track of how many golf balls he would get, like manage to find on a given day. We used to call it golf ball hunting. So what was like a good day? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. My memory is like three or four made a good day. All right. So he's getting like a thousand plus golf balls a year. Yeah, he ultimately donated them all to charity. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but my point is he loved it. It was fun to go out and golf ball hunt. And my dad is so good at making up games. Well, he was a PE coach and sports coach and camp director. I think that just sort of all fits together, right? Absolutely. Goes with the territory. And we used to make up games. Do you remember we made up the, we were on a long drive out west and we made up the game for the kids where they had to spot different animals? Yep, we wrote down a list, I think, of animals. Well, as, as you often do, like, there's a fine line with your kids between positive reinforcement and bribery. <laughs> right? You would occasionally maybe cross that line, but we really gamified the animal spotting on that long, long drive. And you had, I don't know, you said something like, I, I want to say it was like 10 bucks for a bear, which you're just never going to spot that time of year on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> it was a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> but we did see some crazy stuff. I mean, that was that was amazing. And and the kids had their noses out of their phones much more than they would have otherwise. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about kind of the power of gamifying things and some ways to gamify your walks. Yeah, I, I, you're talking about phones, the gamification of, of apps and anything, but particularly on our phones, is so powerful that it's creating challenges for kids these days. 
kids these days. I was just going to say. When I, was, when I was our age, if you wanted to use a telephone, you had to, yeah, anyway. But we can use it to our advantage when we go for our walks. So part of the, the keys of gamification is really harnessing our dopamine reward system. Which is sort of double dopamine, right? Because isn't walking itself going to release some some dopamine and happy hormone? Double dopamine. Double dopamine. Gamify your walk for double dopamine. <laughs> right there, it's a game. You get double bonus points. <laughs> double walk score. It's like Scrabble. You just got a double walk score. I love this so much. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it in that way. So ways to gamify your walking practice. And one of the things to this is it really does help if you keep track of it. So if you keep a little scorecard for yourself that you mark off when you get home, just you can gamify an individual walk, but to sort of the point of my dad's golf ball game, he watched that bucket fill up. So there is something about seeing some kind of manifestation of your progress. So as we talk about the different ways to gamify your walk, thinking about how you can keep track of that too. We do like to check boxes. Absolutely. People will work twice as hard when there's points involved or some kind of score or game. Exactly. So, but what I'm saying is, right, that's part of gamifying it. So you gamify your individual walk, but keep track of it over time. That's sort of my point. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, if you are increasing your points, if you're just keeping a scoreboard is always motivational. You see, that's so interesting because I totally don't see it that way. I don't see it as keeping a scoreboard to see if every day you do better than the day before. That's not it for me. Isn't that interesting? You and I are wired a little bit differently as far as this, because a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, you can't necessarily do better every day. Uh, but for me, it's about seeing the accumulated progress, not beating my score from the day before. Both of those things are good. <laughs> right, it can I just be think, true. I just think it's interesting because yeah. I think we're a little bit different that way. Absolutely. So... Whatever works for you, accumulating your score. But I do, I actually want to talk about this for another minute, this idea of constantly trying to beat your prior day's score, I think sets you up for failure. You know, I thought about this when I first started tracking my walks with 99 walks. I started with 33 miles or intentional miles for the month. And then I built to that and I built to that. And in my head, I was like every month, I'm going to do a little bit more, do a little bit more. And then I hit the point where like, I literally can't do anymore. So now I have failed. Now I give up. No. But I think this idea of always doing more sets you up for failure because at some point you're going to max out. You know, you look at your weightlifting, right? If every, if every, if you're constantly trying to improve the weight that you're moving, at some point you max out. Absolutely. And I am at that point. <laughs> My numbers are are not necessarily going up. So I'm more involved with the process and 
taking the win and appreciating what is going on. So, yeah, so I wasn't necessarily saying, you know, beat your old score. I was just sort of talking about the global keeping track of things. Right, which are two two sort of different things. I just want to be sure that we've got some sort of clarity around that because, again, for me, it's about accumulating the golf balls. Exactly. All right, so some specific ideas. Can I start with one for, another one from my dad? Yes. So my parents moved from that community that abutted the golf course, and that was the end of his golf ball hunting days because there were no golf balls in the new community that they moved to. So he created a whole different walking game. What's that? This was his animal game. Okay. You don't remember this? No. <laughs> so my dad assigned points to the different animals that he would spot, typically spot on his walks. So squirrels got two points, little lizards got one point, those big dinosaur looking lizards. The ones that like run on their hind legs, those things are so crazy. Those get, I don't remember the point score, but, you know, four points for those. And then the really big ones that you see once in a while. The iguanas? The iguanas, thank you. Iguanas got whatever the point score. What, about, what about an alligator? Oh, and alligators would get 50 points, but he's never seen one in his community. Really? <laughs> That's so surprising to me. What, that they've never seen one? Yeah, I know. I, th I thought they were sort of ubiquitous around there. And then, not that you'd see them all the time, but... Just every now and then a gator would sneak into their community because they do have a big lake pond thing. And then you call like the alligator removal guy. Uh, it has happened, but it's not something that he has ever spotted on a walk. I don't think. We can ask him. Got. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't know what kind of animals people see in their neighborhood. Every neighborhood is different. I mean, we do get so many pictures in the Facebook group, in the 99 Walks Facebook group of different animals, deer and turkey and squirrels and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think for us here, we if we were going to play the game, we would have to assign point scores for squirrels. They get like half a point. They're all over the place. <laughs> Turkeys. Five points. Deer. Maybe also five points. I feel like deer and turkey are about the same. The thing about those, though, is that when you see one, you typically see more. So if you see a turkey, um, if you see a turkey, you often see like half a dozen turkeys. If you see a deer, sometimes you see two, maybe three. So you got to think about that as you're calculating your points. Snakes, once in a while. Turtles, my favorite. And, and your favorite turtles. <laughs> So assigning point scores to the different animals you see on your walk. And just a reminder, one of the things that's so powerful about these kinds of walking games that you make for yourself is, and you alluded to this earlier, they force you or encourage you to be more present, be more mindful. They are kind of a mindfulness practice, all baked into a game. A lot of these games are that we're going to talk about today, and it, that's that <laughs> might even be triple dopamine, <laughs> just because you're being you're on your walk, you're playing a game, and you're being mindful. Triple dopamine score, or is it is it double dopamine with a shot of serotonin? 
Oh my gosh. Double dopamine with a shot of serotonin. Okay. So that, that could be like a book. It sounds like a book title to me. You want to write a book? No, but it just could be. Okay. So the animal point game. Yep. You there, got one you want to talk there, about? There's a tangent to that, which is the color game. Well, that's not a tangent. It's a completely different game. Well, I, yeah, I guess it's it's looking around your surroundings and looking for different things. So looking for different colors, different spectrums. You could use the Roy G. Biv. Does everyone know Roy G. Biv? Red, orange, violet, green. No, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Those are the main colors of the spectrum. And how many is that? Seven. That's what I thought. So you could just repeat this for people who don't want to reinvent the wheel every day. You could assign each day of the week to a color because there are seven of them. So on Sundays, you look for red. On Mondays, you see where I'm going with this? Yes. And you can do it in two ways. You can keep track of how many things that you spot on your walk that are that color or you can just challenge yourself to keep noticing that color now if you're really going to gamify it you're going to have to keep score yeah and you can also do it where you're trying to find all the different colors where you're trying to fill out your whole roy g biv and find all seven things in one particular walk Oh, interesting. I like that too. So first you spot something red, then you spot something orange, and you work through Roy G. Biv on each walk. Exactly. Now, if like me, you walk pretty much the same thing, the same, I have three paths that I walk, and kind of like that's it, pretty much. I think you'd probably get to the point where you know where to find your red. So that's that's interesting. I think maybe you'd have to change it up a little bit, but it also would compel you to be really mindful because if you're, let's say your yellow are daffodils on your neighbor's front lawn, those daffodils aren't going to be there all the time. So once the daffodils are gone, <laughs> you're going to have to find another yellow. Exactly. I sort of like this one. I didn't even think about walking the rainbow in each walk. Hmm. I like it. Good. Yeah, I think that's that's a fun one. And then the other thing is you can take pictures of all these things. Yep. And then have a, have a record of that. And different days, different time of day, different seasons, you're going to have different lighting. It'd be interesting to see how the, the pictures change and evolve over time. There's There was a thing floating around uh, the interwebs years ago that I don't think is still a thing but it was the picture of the day idea mm. where people would take a picture of either the same thing, right? Like a picture of the tree right. every day and see how it changes over the course of the year uh, or whatever it is. So a picture of your picture, a day of your walk. Yeah. Like, well, that would be really interesting, particularly like it would show the seasons that, trees budding the daffodils growing and wilting depending on what that thing was i mean maybe 
maybe it's something at the end of your walk if you do an out and back or even if you do a loop sort of at the end like is there something there that you could take a picture of so you sort of if you're going to take a picture you got to get all the way to the end uh, it gives you a little, ah, incentive. little incentive to get to the end right and is there is there a tree i mean there used to be like apps that you could plug all these photos in that would do sort of the the montage time-lapse thing i mean people used to do this with pictures of themselves over time pregnant women would do this you know here's my belly growing so that might be kind of fun too again it's this idea of following a through story and sort of gamifying and paying attention at this both at the same time you're paying attention and you're gamifying okay so i used to work for a guy who was a quirky difficult he was really my mentor when i was practicing law and he was such a an odd duck that other young lawyers used to say to me all the time, how do you work for him? And I said, like, he's awesome. You just sort of have to get past the quirkiness. So one of his favorite games to play was to make up a story. So if we were waiting for a meeting or having lunch because we were traveling or Whatever, whatever it was, if there was sort of this empty space of time, one of his favorite things to do, and apparently he's got two daughters, he used to do this with his daughters all the time too, he would look at something and make up a story about it or challenge me to make up a story about it. Like, what do you think's the story with that, that couple over there? So it's something you can really do on your walk to flex your, crea your creativity muscle. And as we know, walking fuels creativity. Research shows, wonderful study out of Stanford University shows that a 20 minute walk can boost your creativity by 60%. So put that to work. Look at something, look at a house that you're unfamiliar with and make up a story. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about one of our typical walks and there was that abandoned I knew that's structure. what you were going to say. Yeah. I knew that's what you were going to say. Well, it's just, it's so ripe for this kind of thing. You know, what is that structure's story? And over the 10 plus years we've been taking this walk, it's gone actually from a rickety structure. You're saying a structure, really, I don't know what it was, but it looked like a, a house, like an old wooden house like yeah like pitched a, roof you know it was a small house small house with and when we started it had a roof or most of a roof it had fire it had a fire a chimney yeah it had three and a half walls and now it is literally a pile of rotting lumber <laughs> over the last 10 years it's just completely collapsed so what what was it who lived there who used it well, you know, what was its purpose and all, you know, the whole thing and why'd they leave it? There's so many stories you could tell. So many stories you can tell. And if there's something like that house, we should give it some kind of name, but something like that abandoned house, you can continue to iterate on that story as you walk. Yeah, each walk, just add a, a year or a, uh, a milestone of, of those people's 
lives. Yeah, working backwards or working forwards. Mm. I like the idea of working backwards. You can tie it all together because you could also take a picture of it. Mm. Yes, very interesting. So. so flexing your creativity, telling yourself a story, gamifying your walk. And then along, along those lines, just being aware, being present, in each walk you can look for the most unique unique find what's something different what's what's unusual you know, what's something that you've never seen before it could be something like a discarded sneaker it could be okay, a different I, animal we sometimes not often but like occasionally you'll spot like a sneaker or a sock or a flip-flop on a walk. And I'm always like, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that flip-flop get there? Well, you could combine those two things and tell a story about it. One time we were doing our usual walk and we saw a raccoon in a, in a tree not too far off the trail in the, in the middle of the day. Which is never good. If you see a raccoon in the middle of the day, it is not a good thing. Remember the day we saw the raccoon walking through town? No. How do you not remember this? We were driving into the village. It was a, like late afternoon and there was a flipping raccoon walking down Main Street. He was crossing uh, like across from Sylvester's, which is a store in Sag Harbor. Yeah, I have vague memory of he that. He did not look happy. No, that no. one doesn't sound good. But the one in the tree I did actually do some research about it and discovered that, particularly that time of year when raccoons have babies, they will be out and about during the day because they just can't get enough food foraging at night only. Oh, so they're foraging for food day and a little bit more to feed the babies? Yes. So I feel better about the raccoon in the tree? Yes. But spotting the weirdest thing you spot on your walk and making a note of it. And imagine how fun it would be if you kind of had that record of all of the odd things. So take a picture of it. That's an easy way to, take, to keep the record. You know what would be fun, actually? Create a little folder of pictures. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I think I have 7,000 photos in my phone, which is completely unmanageable. I try to occasionally create uh, albums, so I group them. So you can create an album of the weirdest things I've spotted on my walks. Well, I, I have one, not for us, but for someone else maybe, because we walk near a golf course, was one of our typical walks. And a few walks ago, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I found a golf ball. And so I picked it up and because you are my father, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I put it in like the crook of a tree. And so someone else may be like, wow, someone hit a golf ball and it landed in, oh, in the so crook funny. of a tree. Is it still there? No. But uh, that would have been something unusual for someone else to see, which I think is kind of funny. Next, it goes to the idea of gratitude rocks. So this is a really fun little project to do. Paint some rocks. So there's a lot that goes into this. It sounds like it's a lot. It's not really a lot. But first, collect the rocks. 
then rinse the rocks, then paint the rocks. Wait, what? Dry the rocks. Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Let the rocks dry in the sun, and then paint the rocks. You can paint them with anything, little messages, hearts, anything that will bring a smile to people's face. And then on each of your future walks, just leave a rock. As you left a golf ball in the crook of a tree, leave a rock with a heart on it. And then somebody else out there is going to be like, the weirdest thing I found on my walk was a heart shaped like an, or painted like an M&M, which was one of my favorite things to paint rocks, is make them M&Ms. <laughs> I made one, we painted rocks with your parents a few years back. Oh, we did this actually as a Thanksgiving project with our extended family. We did, uh, with the family, so I don't know, there were probably a dozen of us, uh, and painting gratitude rocks with your family on Thanksgiving is really fun. And I think I painted mine like the pig. Wasn't that mine? I noticed it last time we were down at your parents. I don't remember whether or not you painted I'm it. I'm pretty sure I painted it. The <laughs> it pig was, rock. It was very cute. It was very cute. My parents have kept them. They're not hiding them out and about. But looking for those unique things and... Creating those unique things. Yeah, and... Just again, being being present, being mindful, being aware of your surroundings as you go on your walk. Uh, and just a note: use environmentally friendly, non toxic paint, please. No, yeah, no, no, no lead glitter, paint. No, no lead plate, no, no glitter. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Other ways to gamify your walk. So, you can use music to do two things. Well, you obviously can use music to do a lot of things, but you can use music to both gamify your walk and increase the intensity of your walk. How do you do that? This is new to me. So many ways. So the easy way is try to walk to the beat of the music. And what you'll find is that your pace is going to change based on the music. So you can create playlists on Spotify and other places that have particular beats per minute. That maybe that's a little bit too much, but each song, you can change your pace. Every time, I'm, I'm trying to think, you're better at this than I am, but if there's a particular song where they repeat a word. Drink. No, don't drink. <laughs> it's not a drinking it's game. Not a it's drinking a walking game. game, but the idea is similar every time the song says give me a song that has a that does um give me a jimmy buffett song um volcano every time jimmy buffett says volcano in the song jump up and down skip something just assign some kind of fun movement this is not as necessarily like how to get a better workout it's just how to gamify it and be present and have a little bit of fun. So every time Jimmy says volcano, you skip. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of um, bring Sally up, <laughs> bring Sally down. You could do something where every time that it's up, like you walk backwards. You have to be careful, of course. And when they say bring Sally down, you walk forwards or vice sideways. versa or side right or sideways. So. A total aside, Okay. walking backwards it can be really good for you, but it also can be really hazardous. Walking sideways 
If anybody listening hasn't tried this in a while or hasn't tried it at all, please try walking sideways. You're going to be shocked at how this uses your body in a different way, uses muscles that you have not paid attention. It's so much harder than it sounds. Walk sideways. Or walk like an Egyptian. Or walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> That's the bangles. Anybody remember that song? Of course. You want to sing a few bars? No. You sure? <laughs> walk like an Egyptian. Is that right? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Well, that's because I'm singing it. <laughs> so find a way to gamify the music you listen to. All right. And I think one other one, and this is this is something that, that you love, whether walking or not, is creating a scavenger hunt. I'm all about the scavenger hunt. You it's, love scavenger I hunts. I do. Doesn't everybody? You say that. Like, you know, we're doing a scavenger hunt on the... Walk your way to better cruise. <laughs> That'll be fun. I know. I, I, <laughs> find a daiquiri. <laughs> Not exactly what I had in mind. I am like so drinking, drinking games today. You don't even drink. I mean, that's the funny part is you basically don't drink. Basically don't drink. So create a scavenger hunt of things that you might find on your walk. You can plan it out in advance, right? Would you write these things down? Would you plan it with some yeah detail. of course of course and i would i would advocate for doing a larger scavenger hunt so that it lasts over the course of several walks because it's not necessarily the kind of thing you want to reinvent every time we should create one and just put it out in the world i think we have one i think we have a couple from 99 walks we should put those out back out in the world and is there going to be different there's gonna, you're going to have to create a unique one, right? Because if you're walking in an urban environment, you're not going to be like, find a, a turtle. Or maybe there would be a turtle if you're walking by in a like urban park. But anyway, if, <laughs> if you're walking in the country, it's not going to be find a gargoyle on a skyscraper. So you'll have to customize it to your own area. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain Obvious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Don't create a scavenger hunt of things that you will never, ever, ever possibly find in your neighborhood because that would not be fun. And part of part of the idea of gamifying is fun. So, yes, create a scavenger hunt of things that you are likely, but different levels of challenge. Don't make them all super easy. Gotcha. All right. So any other thoughts on doubling up our dopamine as we gamify our walks? Only that the ways to do this are limited only by your imagination. So don't let these handful of ideas that we shared today limit how you can do it. In fact, what I would love is to hear from members of the pack of different ways. Like, let's work together and come up with all of the different ways that we can gamify our walks. And if you're having trouble coming up with a way to gamify your walk, go take a walk because it'll boost your creativity. One of our favorite things is to hear from you all, the members of the 99 Walks Pack and the Jetty Crew. We want your feedback, your questions, your ideas. We want to know what we say that resonates and what we say and share that doesn't. So if you have a minute, give us a call and leave us a message or ask us a question. Number is so simple, 
we are reachable at 866-99-WALKS, extension 3. 866-999-2557, extension 3. We would love to hear from you.